Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 76 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host Slim, my co-host Ben. Ben, what's happening, dude? Another week, another week, another week. I've been golfing a little wee bit, spending too much money. Happens once in a while, but all is swell. Can't complain. You're, you're really trying to switch up the intro, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really am. It's, it's super forced at this point, but I wasn't lying with anything I said, so we'll roll with it. And uh, how are, how is Slim doing today? Slim looks a little banged up today, a little beat up, a little defeated, but he's yeah. here. So a little tired, a little low gear day. Well, it was a high gear day, but now I feel very low gear. <laughs> um, as you can see, if you could see me right now, hair's a mess. Well, just shower head, so it doesn't really make a difference. But yeah, you know, and just coming off a bad stretch of golf, like the worst. 85 87 85 90 and two oh, of those were in the club seas just coming off a horrendous stretch first time in the 90s this year that was a goal for myself to not shoot the 90s this year to try to help with that consistency on the back end and failed that just it was honestly embarrassing playing in a championship division and going 85 90 in club championships this weekend it was honestly tough not to i don't even don't really have much to say like it i don't i could go on but like it's just like it's literally embarrassing not to kick a guy when he's down but like you couldn't have been far from the bottom right (laughs) well caleb shot 87 the first day so i had him by two let's go but then he beat me by like five so on the second day but we got to play together the second day which is nice yeah that's sick you guys probably time late early had some drinks, had some music. Yeah, no, it was a good time, but it was horrible. You know, the good thing is I didn't break a club. I didn't throw a club. I never really got pissed off. So that's a positive for Slim. That is huge. That's I would say some some would say that it's better that you went through that and didn't br- have the uh, break 90 every time this year. But like you might have just learned the bigger lesson like behind the big picture, you know? I just don't. I just feel like, you know, I think I'm at the point where I'm at, like standing over the golf ball and I have no idea what's going on. And I think that's why I don't get frustrated because I, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. do. And it's not like I'm like trying to hit something and I'm, like I miss it by like 10 yards or 20 yards and it screws me over. Like I'm trying to hit a cut, but it overcuts. It's like, God damn it. But no, I just have no idea if it's going left, if it's going right, if it's, it's getting shanked, if it's going thinned, if it's getting fat. Like, yeah. so it's just, like I guess whatever happens, happens. Yeah. that Oh, I, I was there for like a year. <laughs> so I feel you, but. Yeah, I also feel bad because I'd never wish that kind of feeling upon my worst enemy. It's honestly one of the craziest feelings in the world. Like, I've I've never, I'm a pretty athletic, well, not anymore, but I used to be an athletic guy. Like, I used to play all all the sports in school and blah, blah. I used to be decent. And there's nothing like playing a sport you played your whole life, relatively portion of it, speaking of averages above average than like Mm -hmm. a typical guy. Yeah. And being, Time after time after time, not knowing how to do it. It's such a <laughs> it's... screwed up feeling, dude. It sucks. <laughs> I'm crying because it's so relatable, but I just I haven't seen you like this in so long, if ever. So I it, it, like there's a little bit of me that is like really happy right now because it makes me feel like a little bit more normal every time I hear someone go through it. But yeah, I can say the same thing, man. Like, played a lot of sports growing up, was pretty okay at a lot of them. 
played golf since I was fucking 10 years old. And sometimes you just stand over that ball and you don't even know if you're going to hit it, which is crazy. It's like, it'd be like playing T-ball or like volleyball and wondering if you're going to miss the ball when you're going to like spike it or hit a ball off a tee. Cause you are hitting a ball off a tee. Like, there should be no reason you miss it, but it feels like you might. It's just hard. Yeah. It's just tough. <laughs> it wears on you. It really the, does. The only thing I will say that I've changed in my golf game is I've gone to the no practice stroke with the putter. Mm. And I do like it. I missed probably three short ones over the course of like those four days or three to two, two days, three days. Mm -hmm. One of them I missed aligned, hit it where I wanted to, just completely right. no idea. And then two of them were bad, but I'm, I also made a lot more like 10 to 12 foot putts. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is interesting because that is something we talked about. And that's something I don't know if I can get behind since we did speak last week about it. I did try a couple times and I, I personally hated it. I'm like, I might, my, my putting seems okay right now. I'm confident in it. I don't know why I started messing around, but uh, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that it's somewhat comfortable. I, like I said, I don't know if I could, I could switch. I tried a blade for like the first time in a long time, uh, really? Scotty, and I, I never liked the feel of it. If I could get a hold of Scotty Scheffler's putter, I think I'd love it because like it's got his spider with the with the milled face. Right. Okay. Yeah. Build him. He also not not to get into like too much, but he lost four point four six shots this or strokes this week putting his third worst in his career. So yeah, I was about to say I don't think he loved it. it. Maybe he's looking <laughs> to sell it. Yeah, but, for the cheap. Um, I also wanted to say last week you talked about the handicap thing. I found another thing. You it's it's eight of twenty, like I said, but then it's your average eight of those or eight of or sorry, your average of the eight, right? So okay. in theory, you should be shooting your handicap, or I guess beating it once every or twenty three percent of the time. Right. Just huh. for just for so one every five rounds, basically. And if you're not, it's dropping is basically how it works, right? Yeah, or, or be rising, I guess, right? Sorry, yeah, rising, right? But like getting worse. This, this is what's kind of nuts. And Caleb and I were talking about this when we were trying to just have like live talks about our golf games when we both shot like twenty over par on the after the first <laughs> round. Is that we're both similar in this aspect? Where I'm not a guy that goes out and shoots like. Like I'm a technically a five right now, right? Trending higher though. It, I don't go and shoot 76, 77, 79, 77, no. you know, 75, 82. I'm a guy where I'm like 85 or like 70 or 72 yeah. or 73. Like I'm either like one or I'm either like basically, let's say four over or better, or mm -hmm. I'm like 12 over or worse. Interesting. Like I'm not like a, I'm not like a six shoot your you're not a shoot your cap kind of guy. Like yeah, I'm not I'm not like a five to nine. Yeah. Like I rarely shoot five over to nine over. I'm either under it or I'm over it. Which makes a lot of sense because talking to like group on my swing, I'm very timing swing with my like I'm very I need a lot of time. My swing is that great. So I gotta get my timing. So my timing's there. Everything yeah. clicks. But when it's not there, it's like holy shit, dude. Like you don't even know that's, how to play golf. Yeah, that's where I can relate. I, I say this all the time, and I have been especially this year, like especially coming out of the slump. I'm like, I'm playing a lot more golf this year, which is why I'm putting together the odd good score. And it's because I need to be playing a lot or else I'm in shambles because my um like fundamentals are generally not fantastic. 
but I'm pretty handsy, which can benefit me in certain situations where a fundamentally good player may struggle, but I mm-hmm. need to be playing a lot. So then I have those hands like all around the course, especially like around the greens. Like I'm not a fundamental chipper. Like I'm a digger for my safe shot. Like my safe shot is to hit a low spinner that skips along the green. And I kind of just know when it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Most people probably struggle with that. And then if I'm not doing that, I have to hit like a high flop. And like, those are my two chip shots. I don't really have a pitch in between. So like to be doing those things, you need to have your hands here. If not, you're, you're so screwed. You're so done. Just so I feel you there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Well, speaking of like getting off the snide, how about Lucas Glover wins back to back again or not mm-hmm. again, wins again, beats Cantley in a playoff. Cantley almost iced him with the, or not iced him, but on the the tie tying mm-hmm. putt, I think just missed. It Give was this. a hair a hair wide. Yeah, Luke, Luke is the first player, uh, forty plus years of age, with back to back wins since our boy VJ. Yeah, your dog. Two thousand six. <laughs> um, this is a cool one. He has more combined wins than Spieth, Cantley, Shoffley, Fleetwood, Hatton, Morikawa, and Hovland in twenty twenty three. Combined. That just sounds like it's false, but it's obviously not. <laughs> but yeah, because obviously no one, they haven't won. Those guys haven't won more than two of, or haven't won two events. They've only won one. Like yeah. Hovland hasn't, has Hovland won? Mm, I yeah, can't I think, think he did of the I think, he, I think he's the guy because Morikow hasn't, Haddon hasn't, Fleetwood hasn't. Xander Spieth hasn't, probably Cantlin won like hasn't. 2022 or something like yeah. that. Like yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty nuts. And I mean, if even if you look at his career earnings, like I was looking at that right after he won. Dude, he doesn't have that many been, career earnings. Hmm? He didn't even have that much. I mean, he's it's five not million. Bad. Five million? No, no, no. You're not case if you saw that. No. No. He's won less I think he's won six PJ tour events now, and obviously two in the past couple of weeks. And his career earnings are like they'll now be about thirty five million. But six roughly of that. 35 is in the past two two and a half days yeah which is just absolutely insane for a guy who's 43 years old and been on the tour i think for 20-ish years Mm -hmm. but -hmm. his putting you saw his putting videos like he used to be a shit putter horrible like zalatoris struggling worse type yeah yeah like d cell open face like it was nuts and he tried everything which now i would say he still has a very unique putting strategy but it, it obviously worked pretty darn good for him the amount of par putts that guy made outside of four feet I mean, on sunday was nuts absolutely nuts yeah. Stupid. <laughs> you could tell he was shaking and maybe sweating <laughs> that's a nasty <laughs> one yeah the swast there and on the range seeing him and going dude we got to change your pants before the first tee because like he's not doing a range session and a putting session and a shooting session <laughs> and that not happening. No, it's a hundred it was like a hundred or hundred more than hundred degrees. That was easy to say. Wow. And uh like I don't know, someone normally is planning their their outfits, maybe not Lucas Glover's outfits for the week, but a lot of those guys have people who are like putting together their outfits. And I don't know who messed up bad, but there were actually a couple mess ups now that I think about it. Because the khaki was a tough look for him on the on the Sunday there with the heat, because his swass was going from his ass to his knees on the other side. It was all around. I thought he maybe spilled like water or something on him because I originally saw it on the front side, and then I'm like, wait, did he piss himself? And then I saw it everywhere. I'm like, no, dude, it's just actually sweating. But then the other mess up was Taylor Moore, I believe it was. He wore all black. 
Like he was blacked out head to toe on the Sunday. And they were saying like, this guy's insane. And apparently he was like, Oh, I I know. Um, what's his face did it. Oh, that's great. Who is it? Greg Norman. Maybe Greg Norman was a big, no, no, not Greg Norman. Fuck. I'm going to be absolutely pissed. One of the legends, but he always wore black on Sundays, all black. So he's like, Oh, maybe oh, I'll Gary try to get Gary player. Thank you. Gary player. Thank you. God damn. That was needed. But so he always wore black on Sundays. He's like, Oh, maybe I'll use a bit of his magic. Like Gary always said that he got energy from the sun or whatever. And then Taylor Moore, I think by whole 13 changed shirts. <laughs> he was no way. I didn't even see yeah. that. Yeah. He fully changed shirts. So I was laughing. Commentators were even too, saying, right? they're like, Oh yeah. I don't know if uh, that all black worked out for him absorbing the sun. Guess it, yes, it wasn't really true. But yeah, it was a yeah. wardrobe malfunction kind of day. Huh. That's crazy that he changed shirts. Yeah, nuts. Wonder if he had it on him or if like he like got <laughs> imagine, to buy one or bring one or imagine Glover just changed pants. <laughs> well, dude, I wouldn't have I, no one would have chirped him. Seriously. That's the thing he, though. Those colors are like ROM is bad for that. Those light he, colors are just deadly in the heat. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it would have been real tough. Like I bet on Glover in the playoff hole. Um I was like, all right, I'm gonna take him to win the playoff. And luckily he did. Was that like 50 Basically, Glover was plus 110, and I think Cantley was minus 125. And uh, I was just like, Glover's got to win because he knows right now that if he doesn't, he's just getting reamed out, which he already was on Twitter, but it feels that much worse. Like, I could piss my pants or even shit myself and win a golf tournament, and I wouldn't give a th- any, like, I wouldn't care what Twitter's saying. But if I choke down the stretch and lose, and then I had that issue going on, I'm in even more mental shambles than I would have been. Then again, with like a mill in my pocket, so maybe not, but still. Do you got to do, right? Exactly. Well, my question is, do you think he makes the Ryder Cup team? Or do you think he deserves to make the Ryder Cup team as a captain's pick? That's a weird one. I I don't know. I personally think no, which I feel like could be the wrong answer for sure. But I'm going to go with no, just because I guess uh, he hasn't, I guess the notes there, he hasn't played in any major this year. And I Which don't is know what nuts. Mm-hmm. The last guy to do that was like Jose Maria something from like Europe in like yeah. 19, like 60 something. No, yeah, it's something. absolutely bonkers to be sitting in like fourth place in FedEx Cup at the end of the year and not even playing it. Okay, what if he wins one more? Um, Like, yeah, maybe. Because then he maybe easily. He wins, yes, he yes. Three he would four be. Or he would five be. of three. Dude, he, he would have be, to be at that, that point. Yeah, because you're at that point the hottest golfer in the world and it's not even close. Yeah. And, like, what are you going to do? Pick JT, who couldn't even clutch up necessarily to make the FedEx, right? Or are you going to take a live guy who shoots 58 at some dog track? <laughs> Probably not a dog track, but still, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's a lot more valid. So, I guess so. I just want to picture. I, I put it Paul this way. Be- I think if he stays competitive in the next two weeks, because he's uh-huh. pretty much automatic going to the final top 30 now. Yeah, he's yeah, like he's... fourth. So if he stays competitive in those two weeks and like comes like top tens, I think how do you not? I think if he if he falls out here, I think like yeah, he had a great run. I, I think he should definitely be looked at, but to be to say yes right now, I think is is tough. Yeah, and I I'm assuming he has no experience playing international like golf competition, right? Um, like in the team's format and stuff like that. So who knows if that plays into it, but. I guess that would be a really interesting thing to follow because that could be uh, pretty crazy for him. I would think wouldn't have been even on his radar. Yeah. No, he said they even asked. See the interview. 
Because if you thought about the FedEx Cup and he goes, about 15 minutes ago, and they're like, do you think you should be on? He goes, I want to be on it. And he's like, dead serious. Like, yeah. it, it was it, like, and that's all he said. And like, it was like an awkward silence in the room. Like, oh, well, you got to go win one more tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. Good luck to him, I guess. Yeah. Um, a little quick fact for you. You know, PJ Tourcaddies have the option to wear a bib if the heat index is over 100. Like, they don't have to. They don't have to. They can choose not to wear it based off Interesting. heat. Yeah, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Did you? Do you know if any caddies did that this week? Yeah, two uh, guys did. Two guys did. Eh? Huh. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that looks so weird. <laughs> like, would you if it was if you were dogging it with Drew or something like that? <laughs> like, are you saying that if it was my first event? No, because I think it's like cool to wear. But if I was like a vet, I'd be like, yeah, get this thing off me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been itching for a hot day like that. I'd be wearing pants, pretend like I'm a player. <laughs> I have the glove in the back pocket. Yeah, you're a menace. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think you get, would kind of have to, man. Like, it's not worth like fucking heat stroke and passing out and shit. Like, anything you can do. Well, a lot of them are just hot, right? Like, they're just like, yeah, they're just like, they're not like they're like cool, like flow, flowing. Especially like, if you got like, stuff in the pockets, like, and then it starts weighing on your shoulders. A that's the bit. only thing that'd be that it would be tough unless you get like a, a golfer with like pockets built in the front. Yeah, it's convenient to have pockets. Yeah, for sure. Right, but um, another cool caddy thing. So Rory got his caddy to go shorten his putter at like a local golf shop this past weekend. That's crazy. And he uh, he wanted an eighth of an inch taken off, and the guy at the store was like, "Dude, you're not going to notice this." And he goes, "He goes, yeah, but Rory's going to notice it." He goes, "Oh, yeah, he will." And obviously, real like clued in pretty quick. What I think he still has his Euro Cup yeah. uh, grip, and then yeah, obviously his caddy's probably wearing Nike or something like that. And he was like, "No shit." Do you imagine being that nervous? You're hung over as shit. Oh my you just God. go to party with your buddies. You got to cut down Rory's, Rory's TaylorMade an eighth of an inch. I probably wouldn't believe it still. Like there's, <laughs> you would be sitting there like, oh yeah, Rory's coming to me to get his thing cut down. Like dude, pop in like a TaylorMade. I guess it was a Scotty this week, wasn't it? Or Yeah, but I, I don't get how they wouldn't be someone on the tour truck that could do that. I don't get why they had to go. I just love how he sends his caddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is so nuts. Like I couldn't picture a guy from Golf Town Aurora, me bringing anything to them and like having that much trust, especially when I'm that caliber of player. Like no way. But do I mean, imagine if they're like, yeah, we're at like story. a two day wait list right now. Is that gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd have been like, I'll take a little tip though to do it quicker. See how much you can get. Oh, shit, that is wild though. That's a golf story. It doesn't nice. happen in other sports. No, no, you don't see uh, John Devar going into national sports, not that they exist anymore, and getting his stick cut down. No, <laughs> or just wandering into play it again. Hey, mind if you sharpen my skates real quick? Yeah, yeah, I like half inch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, insane. Man. Um, I got it. I got a slim stat for you. This is by my boy Lou Stagner. Finally learned how to say his name right. But are you looking at all the percentages? No, no, no. Okay. Chance of a birdie from 125 yards in the fairway versus bogey or worse. So let's go at a zero index. So what's the percentage of them making a birdie from 125 in the fairway? Um, eighteen <clears> percent. <throat> okay, what do you think their lower, chances? Lower. What do you think their chances are of making bogey or worse is? Uh. 38%. So the percent of making a birdie as for, from a scratch from 125 in the fairway is 
Okay, not bad. And their chance of making bogey or worse is 19. Oh, idiot. <laughs> so not a big margin of like 10, basically double the percent. Yeah. 10 to 20. So 10, huh. yeah, not, not awful. It's pretty realistic. Now, no, if, you jump makes to, sense. if you jump to a five, what do you think the percentages go to? My bogey's going to stay the same from my last one. So what do you say? Okay. And then the birdie, um, it was 10. So God damn, it's got to drop to maybe six and a half percent. Eight percent for the birdie and thirty mm-hmm. percent for the bogey or worse. Okay, a lot closer there. Yeah. What What do you think for a ten handicap? Oof, bogey's got to be like sixty-five percent. Okay. Um, and then the birdie's got to be like two percent. No, six percent for the birdie, forty-one for the bogey. Damn. Fifteen is five percent. Like fifteen handicaps, five percent. Their bogey or worse is 57, and a 20 index is 3% chance of birdie, and yeah. their bogey or worse is 61%. Pretty nuts, though, to think that from a scratch to a 15%, it's only 5% better yeah. of making a birdie than the 15 handicap. No, yeah, it is pretty Which I guess is double if you break it down that way, so it is a decent exactly. amount. But if you look at the what's crazy is like there's a difference of like 7% from the 20 cap to the scratch for birdie mm-hmm. but from the bogey or worse it goes from basically 20 to 60 so it's like yeah. legitimately um what's that 40 40 percent difference yeah i guess like, like that's the, the big, big thing one. to remember there is that like they are 125 out like our middle of the fairway so like i don't know i guess i could see the birdie opportunity not changing by an insane amount but then the bogeys like and worse definitely anything's in play there yeah it's basically three times it and it's two times it from the other way right mm-hmm. yeah she sounds more likely to make a birdie and it's basically three times more likely to make a bogey or worse yeah yeah so interesting all right uh you want to get into the between clubs yeah so this one i originally thought was not the best idea and i probably would have never thought of it or thought about it until I ended up running into this conversation naturally with some buddies of mine playing the past couple weeks. But at this point, most golfers or avid golfers have a range finder, right? Correct? You do? Yes. 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 Pretty right. much. I'm going to say 95% have some type of range finder. Okay. Whether it's right? a watch or a fucking Bushnell. gun. Yeah. Or those blue right. tea motherfuckers, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. Yeah. So yeah. my question to you, is when you're playing at any time doesn't matter the circumstance except a very competitive tournament that's the only thing we're ruling out at the moment um are you using slope or are you not using slope since like most have the option when you brought this question up pre-recording like 10 like 25 minutes ago i thought this had to have been the dumbest between club segment i think i could ever imagine and i mean the dumbest you are out of your mind if you don't use slope when you're playing around on a golf course with your buddies hanging out. Out of your tree. There's nope. no reason for you not to. And don't give me this, oh, I want to feel a part of the shot making, blah, blah, it, it, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's there for a reason. It'd be like saying, okay, well, you know, I don't want 
I want, give me one of those old wooden drivers. Cause I don't want the new modern technology that's going to help me hit the golf ball an extra mm-hmm. 40 yards. When you told me your buddies like, don't do this. They're the, I've never heard of anyone that says I prefer no slope. I have never heard of anyone. So you guys are out to lunch. No, we're just maybe hardos because think about it. If you were to play in a tournament of any sort, like a lot of, like a lot of tournaments that aren't even like freaking PGA related, they require no slope. Like you can't use slope. So my whole thing is like, why would I be playing with slope? Because then you're not learning hey ben, that ben, skill of, ben, of of like judging ben, yardages. Ben, do you drink on the golf course? Yeah. Well, you can't drink in any GAO event, any you know golf can event, or any I know, PGA but event, I, I don't but drink still every do time why? I'm on the golf course. I don't drink every time I'm on the golf course. Most of the time, you have a something. Hmm. I would say it's like seventy percent, sixty-five percent of the time. Sixty-five percent of the time. But like that doesn't change my like my shot making ability necessarily. Like it can sure, but I don't think it ever consistently is better or worse. Where like you're it, it's cheating. Like it's cheating because it's not it's cheating. A skill. It is a skill to well, like then why wouldn't you, you you probably walk around then with an app telling you what the wind is doing? Like that's the same same idea. It's like you have to be able to take in the elements, you have to figure out how far it's gonna be. Like dude, if you're already calculating dude. the wind and the breeze, like if you're already thinking about that, then why can't you think about if it's downhill or uphill a little bit? My bushnell is one of the better ones on the market. I flipped it on marketplace. It tells it I have the XE, so it's telling me whether if it's cold, the yardage is going down. If it's super hot, the yardage is are gonna be a little higher. I'll take any info I can get. It's not cheating, dude. It's provided. It's provided. No, that's it's fully just cheating. It's fully cheating and it's boring. It is. It takes everything it's out of the boring? shot. Yeah, dude, there's you no way you can. And then you're like, oh, I know this is the yardage, 100. percent Like, there's no questioning. You're like, I don't know. It's just bullshit. It's so bullshit. It's so dumb. Like, if I'm playing a match with somebody, like I'll ask them to turn off their slope. Like if I'm playing a money match, I'm telling them to turn off their slope. Dude, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's uh, I'm dead. Why serious. both players have it? It's like saying, okay, I can't hit my driver. Oops, I don't like I'm not turning driver, it on. So you I'm can't not hit, turning it so on. You can't. So you can't hit your driver. <laughs> no, that yes, is it not is, the same. That is not the same, dude. Dude, this is re- if we ever and play a match you, together, I'm using. Slope. Why do you There's think? No question why that. do you think they're not allowed to use it in PGA Tour events? Oh my god. Okay. Like what's your yeah, reason? they're not. Well, they're not allowed to because, because they, it's a they, skill it, to figure out how far away the pin is. Yes, but some actually some USGA events allow it, so it's not that dumb. And the PGA Tour should allow it. It would pick up pace of play. I know some people disagree with that, but it one hundred percent would. It would one hundred percent pick up pace of play, but I think it takes out a massive part of the game, which is being able to actually judge how far away a pin is. Hundred percent. Has nothing to do with the how far it is. You know how far it is. It has to do with the wind and the elevation. Yeah, elevation. But dude, it's it's it's, it changes the shot you got to hit completely. It's normally pretty consistent though. Like unless you got a weird hole, the 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 average slope percentages are pretty common. I don't know, man. But I'm like I'm actually to the level like when I'm playing with somebody and I know they're like using slope, I'll tell them not to tell me their number number and I'll gut it myself. And you think like you hit it that much better because of it? No, not necessarily, but it's just like I enjoy that part of the game. I'm like and that part of guessing. Like I think it's fun. I think that's a fun part of the game. The fact that I'm not just relying on this little machine to tell me exactly how far to hit it every time I have a golf shot. Like that's boring. 
Fuck it. Don't even use one. Just paste it <laughs> I off. Used to, I, dude, I literally got one last year. Like, I never used to use one. I used to eyeball everything and paste off from the from the markers. I literally well, never used a rangefinder until two years ago, a year ago. Honestly, you're pretty contradicting saying you don't want the slope, but you want the rangefinder to use it to fight figure out the the, no, the, the artist. No. Yes, you are. Just, it no, is because you not. can't use those and you can't use those really in the PJ Tour anyways. You well, you know what they have finder. in PJ Tour events? They have every course has a course book. Every course has way more markers. Like I'll play some courses where I don't have a course book. And also who cares about pace of play who on the PJ calls Tour? It a course book? It's a yardage book. Ben. A yardage book. Sure. Whatever, man. Like a course information booklet. And I care about my pace of play on a Saturday afternoon when I'm just buzzing around with friends, but I don't, I, it's not going to change me watching golf by 20 minutes around 15 minutes around. I think people are just going to agree with me because you just called it a course book and it's clearly a yardage book. And then That's you're making fine. these dumb comments about no slope <laughs> and it's better. I think more people are going to say, Slim, you're right on this one. This guy's no, an idiot. No, I think you're a tool for that. I think you're a tool for that. And you're definitely a cheater too. You definitely buzz in the tournaments that aren't allowed slope and then you just use it scumbag see now that now you're questioning my character i i don't appreciate that at all because i don't do that and now your mom's mad at me for saying scumbag towards you <laughs> yeah yeah so now you get the double whammy yeah well apparently i'm taking all the heat on this take here but you I are stand by it. i stand by it till i die i'm gonna put a poll on the podcast so like on the episode so if you're are valid 50 listeners do it you, you vote and you say team slim or team fucking benny benny shanks is he stuck at reading slope no no got the skill man i could tell you the number without even knowing the slope from the thing oh, i can't wait till we play next one can't wait till we play next all right let's get into ride with benny benny can you pick one right this year so that you know and you, you got good odds because it's only one to 50 so who, i know who i need that I think I have a better chance when it gets to the final tournament, obviously. And so maybe, maybe back or maybe then it will help. But man, like, I don't know. Cantley threw me for a loop because I, I don't know if you remember, but I was talking about how I can't believe Cantley's a top like seven favorite or something for last tournament. And which one? The guy showed me wrong, right? So he's at the top of my mind here. But I honestly love Max Homa. I think he's starting to, starting to catch on to something here. He's pretty good coming down the stretch end of the season clutch golfer i'm taking max it's gonna kill me not to take speed this week but i won't because i'm also gonna take tommy fleetwood another guy who's scratching the surface so tommy and max are both my guys in that plus 2000 to plus 2500 area and i think one of those guys or someone in that kind of slot of uh like how far back there is like do to make a move here to really hop into that really really good spot leading into the last week so um that's kind of where i stand what about yourself you got any uh any gonna sneaky do, picks i'm gonna do three i'm gonna do my boy xander shoffley as usual dude this ride, guy's like over it. 12 of them right <laughs> i'm gonna do victor hovland nice 16 to one i think he put in a lot of work last week i think he's he's not yeah. that far off and i did not leave luke, the range i'm gonna go lucas glover again something tells me he might first no way has there ever been i'll give you a, a little slim stat here has there ever been a guy to win three consecutive events not the events that they've played in like so a span of like There's they could win three events under five i'm talking three consecutive weeks i don't think so wrong just like the slope thing, you're wrong. Tiger? Correct. Twice. Jesus Christ. 
guy's a menace. Well, here, uh, we'll make a little bet here. Not even a bet. It's like more of like a charity donation. If Glover wins, I'll give you 20 bucks. You don't even need to place a bet on him this weekend. I'll give you 20 bucks if he wins. And you owe me absolutely nothing if not, because I just think it's not. It can't happen. It won't happen. Okay. All right. Dirty. Deal. Let's do it. All right. Anything else? No, that is it for me. You need to go get some beauty sleep because you're on edge tonight. (laughs) You're making dumb comments. I don't have a golf swing. So those two things piss me off. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to send you some flowers or something. So then tomorrow brighten your day. Thanks. I appreciate that. Of course, man. I'm thinking of you. All right. Well, you have a great night. Hey, I I hope you have a lovely night. Top of the morning to you in the morning. Yeah. To you as well, sir. 